Merry Christmas, Bills fans, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Well, that'll be it for the 2016 season in overtime. The Miami Dolphins bested the Buffalo Bills 31-28. to I'm Lars. Is that the final score? No, 34-31. Who cares? I mean, the, the final score of this game is no playoffs. And that was the president of the Bills backers, Sujit, joining us. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. We will not be doing an episode next week. We're going to be in separate corners of the country. We will, however, be back for a off-season moratorium. Uh, is that the right word? Who cares? It should be. It involves death. Uh, on this team, uh, playoff hopes have been dashed. We have been swept by the goddamn Dolphins in 2016. And uh, probably Rex Ryan's last duty as a Buffalo He's, Bills he said head duty. coach was certainly a duty. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation. Tell Santa Claus, baby. How you found this podcast. Because he come to town. Merry Christmas, Bills fans. You now have the 2017 draft to look forward to. And you got the holidays. And you got an anemic clink. Well, it was actually a very exciting game, and I was sh- sure that we were going to win. I was staying as positive as possible. And, and honestly, I'm not going to let this ruin my Christmas, because why should it? It's a goddamn football game. Because you would have had horrible Christmases for the yeah. past 15 years. 16, but I was, I, was, I was thoroughly convinced we were going to win this game. Uh, we lost, but it wasn't all negative. We actually set a franchise record for most offensive yards. Tyrod threw for 300 yards for the first time ever. Um, so it wasn't all negative, Suge. It actually wasn't all negative. Who was your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game? So, God, I can't believe I'm going offense. But I'm going offense, and I'm not going Shady McCoy. He's been much maligned this year. We've for asked it. for him. We've asked for him to perform at a certain level. Go for it. And finally he did it. Tyrod Taylor against a good defense. Yep, he was going to be mine. Hey, he, go on. Uh, you know, so we've asked him to be a game manager. He wasn't a game manager. He threw actually for 300 yards. threw for 300 yards. He threw for several touchdowns. He got his playmakers involved. He threw to Charles Clay. He threw to Sammy Watkins. There were no passes that were overthrown to Justin Hunter. He threw a go-ahead touchdown inside two minutes. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, Tyrod Taylor has now gotten his first fourth quarter comeback. I agree. Because I think that he did what he needed to do. And then, you know, if our defense is a hot mess as it was today, uh, then you, you can't blame that on him. And so, you know, yes, the beginning half of this game, he was a disaster. Um, and he was not, not a very good quarterback. And I kept saying over and over again, this is not what an NFL caliber quarterback does. But when the chips were down today, just because, just because we've asked him to do it year, uh, week after week after week, and he finally did it. So... Tyrod Taylor, you are my uh, Labatt Boo player of the game. Now, I'm going to go in a similar vein here. Uh, he would have been mine, and I think you're absolutely right, Suge. Um, we will get into some of the questionable play calls, which probably ended up costing them the game. Ugh, which fuck had you, had not, Reggie Bush. Had nothing to do bitch. with Tyrod Taylor, so I'm actually going to – mine's going to be a twofer. It's been a while. <laughs> Um, but Merry Christmas to me. I'm giving mine to Sammy Watkins and to Charles Clay because it's easy to sit here and his fans and say, like, they should be doing this, they should be doing that, but they're not getting the ball, and they're not they're open, but Tyrod's not throwing the ball. So, like, yeah, okay, that's true. 
Today they got the ball thrown to them, and what do they do? They made plays. So yeah, we, you always say playmakers make plays. You know, but the I, ball wasn't always perfect, but they made plays. And I feel validated because when the quarterback threw those two guys the ball, they made plays. And Suge, we were sitting here talking about how we got, you know we got the thirty first ranked passing offense in terms of passing yards right now in the NFL. But as we've identified, we have the most quarterback-friendly offense in the entire league. We run the ball at will, and we've got Charles Clay as a safety valve, and we've got Sammy Watkins, who admittedly was injured through most of the season. However, a quarterback should be able to succeed here. Tyrod did today, and his receivers put him in a position to do so. They were good today. They were great. Yeah, there's there's no complaining about receivers. Even Marquise Goodwin made a couple catches. uh, But, I mean, he, he threw for 300 yards. And we had 500 yards of offense. 500, almost 600. You know, and we, we've complained this whole season, and we've said this whole season about if how we had don't blame the defense. The offense is the reason that the defense was bad. The You know, the offense goes Which I stand by, by yeah, the way. For the season, yes. No, not today. But not today. Not today. Uh, so for the season, yes, I agree with you. When you have four three and outs in a row, you can't expect your defense to stand up like that. And you can't expect your defense to I mean, you can if exhausted. you have a top three defense. Yeah, but exactly. Like that's, but we don't. We don't. But we don't. But we're, we don't have a horrible defense. But today we did have a horrible, a horrible defense yep. against Matt freaking Moore. You know, I understand. You know, you think we're an amazing run, 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 running offense, right? We're an amazing rushing offense. But we lose because when that's all we are, we they put everybody in the box and we can't run. The problem is, is that our defense... Even when put in a situation where we could have just said, all right, sit on J.H.I.E., put everybody in the box, they let Matt Moore destroy them with those passes, with those missed tackles, with those, oh, you know, just, I mean, like, don't even get started on the missed tackles. I mean, that should be Well, back it up. Hold on, hold on. Back yeah. it up. Sorry. So we lost. We lost. Jenny Cremel bummer of today's game. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to take the obvious one because we're going to talk at great length about everything else that happened. But I'm taking Dan motherfucking Carpenter who we've been bitching about on this podcast now for two seasons, missed the field goal in overtime, which could have been the game winner, missed the field goal during regulation, which which could have been a game winner. Meanwhile, we got some scrub, like we see every year, get their career long against the Buffalo Bills. This five foot six inch 134-pound dipshit puts one in from 55 yards out to force overtime. We actually were in a position to win the game, but their kicker came out and made a play. Ours did not. And I'm so sick of Dan Carpenter being unreliable. He was great in 2013. He was okay in 2014. The last two seasons, he's been an abject liability. Get him off our roster. You should he's, not feel that way ever after every extra point. We have made him the Jenny Cremel bummer of the game on this podcast because this team plays within an inch of its life in every game the margin for error when you don't have a top 25 quarterback is so thin that you can't have your kicker leaving points all over the field and when you lose in overtime that's what happens so dan carpenter biffed one in overtime now granted suge understood should have been eight yards closer Shouldn't have done a end around to reggie bush i get that but it was still a 45 yarder it's 2016 NFL kickers make 45-yard field goals routinely. Or 55-yard kickers. And some scrub named Parker, who I've never heard of, made 55-yarder to force overtime. And our guy can't make a 45-yarder in overtime. Dan Carpenter, nice knowing you. 
You've been a great advocate for the community. You were great in 2013, but you ain't done shit since. Looking forward to you not being a Buffalo Bill. Put that as number one priority in the 2017 offseason. New kicker. Suge, over to you. Jenny Cremail, bummer of today's game. I'm just tired of it. I can't handle the lack of fundamentals on this team. It's not about play calling, okay? But there's more to being a coach than being a play caller. Anthony Lynn, that was a horrible fucking play call when you gave the ball to Reggie Bush. When we have the top rushing defense in the entire goddamn NFL. And how many times do we have the ball within the 10-yard line? 16 yards from the end zone. And we give the ball to some idiot that cannot score. The hate to break it to you, but from within the red zone, the QB option has not worked for really since the second or third week, okay? And we've had Mike Gilsley not get the ball from within the five. How many times I've complained about it over and over and over again on this podcast that within the five-yard line, give the goddamn ball to the number one rushing offense in the league. Do not let Tyrod Taylor throw the ball. Do not give it to an end around or, or, or... And then you do something completely mind-blowing, which is you give the ball to a person who has a negative average for the season. 12 attempts for negative three yards. That's Reggie Bush's season stat line. With your season on the line, you give the ball to somebody with a negative rushing average when you have LaShawn McCoy and Mike Gillisley and that offense. And it's not just that they give it to Reggie Bush. They did it on an end around. Negative eight yards. Why would we not have played? Why would we not have used, if we're going to run the ball, why would we not have done our guard pull behind Richie Incognito? That is the that has been, the, I don't even know plays. I can't always pick out plays. Oh, that was this play. That was this play. I know that play because we've run it so many damn times so successfully. And it works. And so I'm not actually going to give it to Anthony Lynn. I'm just that angry about the bad play calls because you know what? Play calling is half of it, but that's not why we lost this game. No. We lost this game because this team lacks fundamentals. Yes. This team does not know how to tackle. This team does not know how to get into position. This team does not know how to, you know, execute a zone. And that is the problem. Rex Ryan has a great scheme, but he needs people that will actually have the fundamentals. Gilmore has not had fundamentals his entire career. He tackles with his back by trying to launch his shoulders at somebody's legs. Well, guess what? When you're hitting that person one yard from the first down marker, you can't do that. You need to wrap them up and tackle the way, you know, you just, it's, God the way damn Darby it, it's, does. The way the Darby, way Darby does. does. Or or the way that we learned in freaking Pop Warner, you know? Like, I mean, this is just some fundamental things. And we are seeing right now what happens when you let the inmates run the asylum, okay? Scheme is perfect. Play calling is perfect. We had somebody in position for every one of Miami's big plays. But what did we do? We do not focus on the fundamentals. Like you said, Rex Ryan is not a details guy. Nope. And in this business, you need details. I have not missed Doug Marone more than I have in the last few weeks because he was a dick. He was a complete asshole. Micromanaging hard ass. Micromanaging hard ass. And guess what? Everything fell in line. We were 9-7 and seven with not as much talent. And we, we executed. With Kyle Orton. With Kyle Orton. And that's the other thing is that, you know. No Shady McCoy. No Shady McCoy. No Charles Clay. Or do we have Charles Clay? It doesn't no, matter. No, we didn't. You know, it's just making more with less, right? And so, despite the fact that the players don't like him, I don't need you to like your coach. 
I just need you to perform. Tom Coughlin. Players hated him. Two Super Bowls. Yeah, and that's why. And hey, I don't. By the way, knows? I don't want him to coach the Buffalo Bills. But Suge, yeah. I, I will piggyback on this, and I just want to say the decision to punt the ball in overtime. There, I've already seen the outrage on Twitter. I'm actually okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm equivocal. I see why you would not like it. I see why you would like it. But yeah, but it's I, a it's I, a calculated I, decision. I don't think that it's the dagger in the heart. I don't think it's the. I mean, yes, but it was fourth and three. In their territory. So it's like it, that's a one-and-done play. I mean, yeah. you're putting the entire season on the line on that play. You're not assuming that your defense can't stop Jay Ajayi from going 40 fucking yards up the sidelines like he did on the very next play. Right. And the problem is that they've done that all game, right? So, I mean, at that point, you know how we always say, like, oh, do we really trust our 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 offense to score when we give up the ball, you know, like or if, if we do this or that? Do we really trust our offense to score? No, we don't. Um, and so, by the same token, this game, it was really a question of, do we trust our defense to stop them? And, you know, I, I guess they did towards the end of the game. They stopped into a field goal. But still, there was, there was big plays all over the place. So, I think that... Defensive guru, anything but. And the and, Buffalo... And the, sorry, that gets to my, my, my Jenny Cremel player is Rex Ryan. Yeah, well... And is, is, is the coaching. And it's not the play calling. It is the coaching. It's because defensive backs need to know how to fucking cover, okay? Linebackers need to know how to fucking tackle. That is what you do for a living. You tackle or you cover. You don't stand around and follow around with a receiver and then tackle them after they catch the ball. No, you defend a pass like Darby did occasionally. But I do not believe, and you know, we've joked, we've, we've, we've kind of gone forth back and forth about Donnie Henderson being gone. Donnie Henderson, at least there was a lot more fundamentals on this team when he was here. And our cornerbacks didn't suck ass because, you know, what? our cornerbacks are always in position and they never make a play. And so I, 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 I firmly believe that the fundamentals of this team have failed us. And that is the reason that we are not in the fucking playoff. And everything that had to go our way today has already gone our way today. Like we do every goddamn and now, season. Now I'm, just, now I'm just rooting for the Ravens to win out so it doesn't hurt quite as bad because one Ravens win and it was over for us anyways. I can't disagree with you, Suge. Rex Ryan seems to think that his scheme is enough. Is enough. It's not. It's, it's not, not. When, you, when your players don't. And I've always been of the attitude that, like, well, we're professional football players. Why do I need to teach you how to tackle? Well, apparently you do. <laughs> apparently you do. I mean, right? Because they're not professional football players. They're kids. These guys are kids. The but they're, ba- they're be being kids. a lot of money, yeah. Suge, yeah, to be professional they, football yeah, players. You call them kids all you want, but it's their job to fucking tackle somebody. Right. But I mean,. Besides, like, the veterans on our team, the behavior of the average NFL player does not strike you as someone that is a responsible, grown-up adult. You know, yes, they make a lot of money. A lot of people make a lot of money and are not grown up. That's true. You know, and yeah, so... I know that. Uh, so, I mean, I think that uh, this is the thing, is that certain players need a Doug Marone. I, you know, yeah, I, and I this guess. is not the group of players that can do with a Rex Ryan. No. It just, it's, it's just not. It's not. And, and honestly, you know what? And, and I, this will be the last that we'll say on this because we got to get into other stuff here. And it is Christmas, by the way. Uh, and I imagine this will probably Merry be... goddamn Christmas. Uh, this will probably be our I'm, least listened to podcast because nobody wants to hear this shit. No, because everybody needs to vent. And this is our opportunity to vent. And if listening to me get so goddamn pissed off helps you vent and enjoy we the rest of We should have won Christmas, this game. We should have won this game. We had no business winning this game, and we should have won it. This was our final... We got this was, swept by the Dolphins. This was the game that would have proved to everybody that, hey, t- 
Tyrod has it in him. He gave you a fourth quarter comeback. Hey, you know what? The crazy Rex Ryan scheme, eventually it all comes together. It might be a little unstable, but hey, it came together. And we finally beat a team that has a record better than 500. Well, guess what? We are exactly where we thought we were. Tyrod is not good enough, despite the fact that he did it this game. And it just proved that, hey, when the chips come down, they, we weren't able to score. We got the ball in overtime. We should have scored. Twice. And we should have scored, and we didn't. So, you know, as much as you want to laud on Tyrod, as much as I lauded on Tyrod for doing it at the end of the game, he didn't do it when the chips were down, when the chips were truly down, you know? So, I mean, you got to close out games. And we also learned that Rex Ryan can't coach a goddamn NFL team anymore. I agree. Uh, At least not this NFL team. I think he should be gone. And I think all the rumors at this point, I mean – it's how they lost today, and it sucks. And I, I hate going through the coaching carousel. And, and they're going to say, oh, but his players played from. Look how hard they no, played they towards the end. No, they didn't. Not I don't think this defense didn't. did. I don't think they did either. But I honestly don't think it was a like lackadaisical thing. It was, it, it, this has nothing to do with passion and fire and desire. This has to do with what you said, Suge. Fundamentals. Fundamentals. And it has to do with Suge. We they s- don't know how to play the game right. They know how to get into position, but they don't know how to tackle people. Sujit, I defy anybody who's listening to this podcast right now to go back to our podcast in January of 2015. The podcast is entitled Rex is Latin for King. Yep. It was the podcast that we recorded right after we hired Rex Ryan. And the consternation that was podcast-wide was... Rex Ryan is a little too hit-missing by golly. He's not Bill Belichick. He does not cross all the T's. He does not dot all the I's. He will let things go because he's not focused on the details. That has been our beef with him since day one. And today, it was on full display why he should not be coaching this team any longer. Nothing else to say. Let's get one of our four-flung, far-flung, four-flung, here we go, correspondents on the line so we can just get off this topic and see whatever they have to say about this team. Merry Christmas, Bills fans. Somebody give me some eggnog. And I'm lactose intolerant. So that sound means it's time to hear from our far-flung correspondent down in Austin, Texas for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Caliente. Arriba! Everybody knows that Tacos Calientes is Mexican, or excuse me, Tex-Mex for hot takes, and here to give his hot takes I want some Pocky Chips. is the representative of Pocky Chips who make the hottest chips on the market. Use the hashtag One Chip Challenge. It's Jim and Jeff Day. Jeff. Hello, friends. Merry, Hello. Merry Christmas. You're half Jewish, though, right? Or are you full Jewish? What's the deal there? Yeah, no, you know, I'm a, I'm a happy. I, I you know what? I am, too. I'm Hindu. Yeah. I'm hey, Hindu. But I am not Muslim. Ding, ding, ding. Leave me alone. Here's to the Here's to the happies. Well, hey, boys. Cheers to, um, you An- know. Another, another season, season in the books. In the books. <laughs> <laughs> another season in the books. And, you know, hey, at least, and for the listeners out there who don't care, I am uh, I am getting married next weekend. And so, you know, hey, hey here's to, nice. here is to, here is to me and, the, and any of the guests who are Bills fans not having to worry about it. No. Not having to nope. worry about scheduling their 
their travel back, not having to worry about trying to figure out where to catch the game on Sunday. We just don't have to worry about it. Well, so too a, late because nice I, I already did schedule my travel back around it, and I am expecting <laughs> to watch the game with you. So Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We, I'm sure we'll certainly still watch it. So my invitation is um, still coming, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, fellas. You Tacos know, Calientes. Football, I, have to say, yeah. I have to say it was a heck of a game. It was, it a, was a hell of a game. game, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. it was actually like borderline fun. It was, yeah, I mean, it was we, fun to watch. If all the games were like this, uh, where we right. played well against a good team, that would have been awesome. That was my first Tacos Calientes was, you know, despite the outcome, like this, this is what we watched the sport for. Like it was a fun, entertaining, stressful, emotional roller coaster of three hours. But but that's what we watched the game for. And I try and put that into context because it was a heck of a game. It was fun. Um, the second ca- Tacos Calientes, and I don't know if you guys have, have already chatted about it, but I mean, the... the the, the the whole the entire game to me the the one play in overtime where we have you know it's first down and we're on the 16 yard line oh, no, and no, without a penalty I we know. managed to go backwards 10 yards and then of course you know miss a 46 yard field goal but and how did we, we go backwards LeSean 10 yards Sean McCoy is averaging 5.3 yards a carry. Yep. Mike Gillisley is averaging 8.3 yards per carry. Yep. Tyrod Ter- Tyrod Taylor is averaging 5.0 yards per carry. Yep. We have 270 yards on the ground. Who it's the most it important play of the entire season. Kill me now. And what do we decide to do? <laughs> Don't we say decide it. to give the ball Please to, no. <laughs> we decide to put the ball into the hands of a man who for no. this season has averaged negative three yards per carry on 12 carries. I'm begging you. Don't and say his name. We put the ball into Reggie Bush's hands, <laughs> into number 22, the man who took Fred Jackson's number. When you put it like that, oh, God. He he has managed to stay dressed week after week after week. What the fuck? Despite contributing no value. And then we put him into the game on the most important play of the game and does what he does. You talk about. He does for the Bills, which is he ran for negative eight yards. Hold on, Jeff. True or false? True or false? You own a Reggie Bush jersey. I own a. True. I own a New Orleans Saints Reggie Bush jersey. Oh, damn it. This oh, is all gosh. your fault. And, and it's just, I mean, I, I get I, to me, it's an inexcusable decision. I don't know if it's coming from Lynn. I, I'm assuming it's coming from Lynn, to be honest with you. But, you know, like it's just an inexcusable decision. The most put the ball into your best player's hands who have, oh, by the way, for the entire duration of the game season. Showed, yes. You know, you have the best rushing offense in the league. And you have both those players on your team. Even, I mean, look, I didn't like the quarterback sneak on the play before, but damn it, you have. Here's the thing. Sean McCoy I think, I think and we, you have Mike Gillsley. We all would have been more comfortable with rookie Jonathan Williams yep. getting the yeah. ball. Yeah, absolutely. And here's, the, and here's the thing, too. Bottom line is when you are at the 16 yard line on first down, there's only one rule, which is don't go back. You backwards. can't go backwards. Yep. You just can't go back. Now, all this said, talk about a hot take, right? Talk about a hot take, right? Like when we talk about last year versus this year, we talked about, you know, every time a coach keeps his job for the next year, it's because after the first year, whatever, the first year is whatever. But you got to see some signs of moving forward, right? And with this coaching team, I don't see him. So let, let let me make both of your points for you and just double down on them. Right. You can't go backwards. But Jeff... You got to be able to rely on your kicker to make a forty-five yarder, right? I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, they went yeah. backwards, but Jesus, come on, Dan Carpenter. But number two, Jeff, I don't know if you've been on the Twitters since the end of the game. 
have not. Rex Ryan opted a punt, which I'm not completely opposed to there in overtime. The next play from scrimmage was a 57-yard run by J.H.I.A. Yep. We had, ten, yep. we had 10 men on the field. Ten, oh, I did not know that. Yep. Oh, no. Yes. Yep. So we've been talking oh, no. all so podcast. You, yeah, you want to talk about giving the ball to Reggie Bush. How about let's talk about 10 men on the field in the most important oh, play of the game. Oh, no. We, so now we, we have two fireable offenses in a row. Yeah, and we have, we have, we, we've yep. been discussing actually the third, the, what I think is actually the biggest fireable offense uh, because I don't think it's play calling, and I think that, yes, Reggie Bush was boneheaded. I think it was the dumbest idea in the world, but I still won't put it on Anthony Lynn. I don't want Anthony Lynn necessarily fired, uh, but what I will – uh, put it um, on is a lack of fundamentals, fundamentals in coaching, fundamentals in play, lack of an inability substitutions. to tackle, substitute. You know, have fucking twelve men get on the, the field. play in on get time. The, yeah, the play do in that on time on offense at either. home. Uh, get you know, win at home, win at home. You know, like against the Dolphins. Yeah, this is just. I mean, there's there's so many fundamentals, and that's why you know Rex's scheme is fine. Anthony Lynn's offense is fine, but this team yep. lacks fundamentals, except. For where we have studs, yep. right? Right. Richie Incognito is a stud, and he can look at a playbook, and he knows his fundamentals are strong because he came here that way. Right. Charles Clay's fundamentals are strong because Charles he Clay came here so that way. Charles Clay is so good. You know, Sammy Watkins' fundamentals are strong because he came here that way. Who have we developed? Nobody. Who have we developed that was not good when they walked in? Maybe Duke Mike Williams? Gilsley. Maybe Mike Gilsey, but I don't know. Maybe, but Mike yeah. Gilsey is like, you know, he's not necessarily Rex's hire. Let's he's just not... take a quick second and talk about how great Mike Gilsey is. I mean, we're, ta- we're talking around, yeah. but let's just, just right. And, and did, he, did we really develop him? Because wasn't he I'm pretty saying, damn I'm good from the, I, I, min- no. the first carry he had? One could make Where the he argument. looked like Fred Jackson. No, I know. I know what you mean. But, but I mean, I, I look at the defense and I say, why isn't Kevon Seymour better? Why isn't right. Corey White better? Hey, They're not. Geez, when uh, I will say this, it was it was – after the Bills scored what we all thought was the game-winning touchdown at the end of regulation. And, you know, there's a minute and 12 seconds, whatever, left in the clock, and we, we kick off. And, of course, we let the Dolphins, as we really did all game, special teams, I mean, that's the story of the game, really. Yeah, special um, teams were all. You know, but as, you know, we kicked off, and they they ran the ball back to the 40-43 yard line. And I remember, I, I was at that moment, and I see the Bills j- jogging off the field. And I'm looking at the players that are on the field coming off the field and I'm looking at the numbers because I'm trying to assess like, you know, who, who screwed this up, who's responsible. And, and the names on the jerseys, the numbers are just, are, I've never even, I mean, heard of half the guys, you know, and it's like, you just got Seymour and white and, you know, and Humber, like all these guys that we know. And, you know, like it's just these, these guys in number 38, who I don't even know who he was. Yeah. That, Sergio you know, Brown who fucked up the first touchdown of the game. Yeah. Sergio I hear you. Brown. Right. It's just like, and but to your point, like it's these guys. And you know, most teams you don't know the special teams players, but I mean, these guys are just unable to make a play. But that's what I, I turned unable. to Suge and said, like, you know, it's one thing to have compromised talent, but our compromised talent in this game was exposed. Exactly, they, they were front and center of a lot of plays and just didn't make plays. And and I exactly. can't I can't say the same is true for our marquee guys because it really wasn't. Jerry Hughes did some shit to make us crazy. As he always does, but anyways. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to complain about Jerry Hughes, but there was so much other things to complain about that I just didn't, and, and let's, didn't have the chance. And let's remember, too, this is 
This is the yes, the nine and five Dolphins, but this is also the Matt Moore led Dolphins. Yes, thank we you, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Jesus, you know, like I mean, I mean the is... only team that we've beat so far that has a winning record is the broken what's the Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett injured Jacoby Brissett, right? Patriots. Yep, that's the, right? only, the only one. That's the only we one. We couldn't even beat the Matt Moore run Dolphins. If we lose next week to the New York Jets, I hope we do. I hope we do, I'll and I hope you. I hope there's signs in the audience that say, "Please take him back." There's going to be please ten, take There's going to be ten thousand people tops at that game next weekend. I mean, it's going to be an empty stadium. You know, my uh, I have a, what, I have a guy that I work with that uh, is from Buffalo, and he's like, I was joking with, him. I was like, "Oh, are you going to the game?" Because he's not a Bills fan at all. Uh, his his daughter lives there, and he's going back there to to hang out with her for Christmas. And and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, we're not going to the game." And then he saw me the next day, and he's like, "You know what? I actually kind of wanted to get her to go to the game because, man, those tickets are so cheap. I can oh, never geez. get there for that cheap." Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, you know, he sure it would have been entertaining, and it maybe it would have been a nice daddy daughter time. Might have been. It was a fun game. It yeah, was it was a fun, fun game. It was a fun game. It's a fun game. I'm not sure whether I'm happy or sad. You guys shared with me the uh, ten men on the field. I, I was not aware of that. And but it's something you gosh. should know. It's something you should know as you're trying to formulate oh, an opinion on whether or not this coach should be back. Absolutely. And the, and the thing is too, we we were sort of defending really for most of the game. We were sort of defending the fact that you know, like especially on the defensive side of the ball, we were defending the fact that you know the defense is not getting burned because of coaching. It was getting shredded because of players not being making plays not right and, and that's that's what i get at i mean you know you see these these practices the little bits that they show us they show us they show them doing fundamental drills hitting a pad hitting you know like going through a running uh, lane you know like so they they practice fundamentals do not make that mistake for anyone that plays organized sports for anyone that 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 is is involved in high school sports jv sports whatever it doesn't matter the pros practice fundamentals so your ass needs to fund- practice some so, fundamentals so let me ask you this let me ask you this and, and then jeff will wrap here soon well the pros other than the bills practice fundamentals so, i've heard stories of got vets who come to the bill belichick patriots and again i don't want to make bill belichick the standard by which we need our coaches to be that's absurd but let's just use it as a control group here because we got to play those bastards twice a year i've heard stories of veterans coming to the new england film room and getting reamed out by Bill Belichick, like trying to make jokes and like everybody in the room being like, yeah, but you don't really joke around in here. And what I believe that builds is a culture of accountability. Yep. Now, I don't know. I can't say for sure that we don't have a culture of accountability. Oh, I could. I promise okay. you I will spend money of my own <laughs> maybe, to say that we do not have maybe, a culture of accountability. Because LaShawn McCoy said hold on, it. Hold on. Maybe. But what I can assure you is we don't have a culture of, like, when the film is running, guys, like, want to jump out of their skin because the coach is reaming them out in front of, in front of everybody embarrassing them. I don't think that occurs in the Buffalo Bills. No one course. is afraid of him. Is, is, do you, would you guys agree to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. And we've, I feel like we've talked about it a little bit where a player's coach can work when, the, when you have players on the team that play the role of coach. Right. Yeah. And, you we know, when you yep. have a Ray Lewis or you have an Ed Reed or these guys that, that Rex Ryan has coached in the past. Yeah. Or even more recently, um, a, Har- uh, a Harris or, you know, I mean, these guys. Bart Scott. Yeah. A, it, Bart, I mean, Preston Brown is not that guy. No. You know? No. I mean, and, and it's funny because Rex even came out and said that. He said, like, we need you to be this guy. And Preston's like, yeah, I guess I got to be that guy. Well, like, yeah. if the coach has to tell you to be that guy, then you're not that guy. 
Yeah. Right. Thank and you. on our Thank team, you. on our de- on our team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Brandon Spikes is the closest thing that we have to that guy, but he no longer has the he has the skill that yeah. Wait, is he on the team? To, yeah. Yeah. He's not you relevant. Know, but he doesn't dress. He's just not relevant enough, right? So I mean, yeah. in, in our most It needs to be Reggie Ragland. If Rex is around, it's got to be Reggie Ragland. It's got to be Ragland. I cannot wait, boys. I cannot Let's wait. Hope so. Well, hopefully Ragland because here's the thing, if Rex is gone, Ragland may not be. Ragland is is not as versatile as the average inside linebacker. He plays a role, and so, yeah, you know, let's it's going to be a little let's tough. Not, let's not, Jeff. What are you drinking yeah. down there in Austin today? Anything? Well, today is as I think you guys, you know, as as, as maybe some of the listeners know, I haven't been drinking recently. But come after the first half, I had a, I had a start. <laughs> yeah, I had you had some Miller lights so. today for. Yeah, well, I know I was actually uh, I was drinking some uh, some Minneapolis beers that I had in the fridge. So I nice. was drinking the um, Surly from uh, from the Surly Brewery, Surly oh, Hell, which is just Ooh, uh, I love oh, the Surly Hell. That is what you're in right now too. Yeah, yeah that, that is, is very appropriate. It named. is a Surly Hell in Bills Nation for sure. <laughs> oh, that's a fitting way to end it. Well, Jam and Jeff Day, we're gonna see you shortly, or at least I'm gonna see you shortly. If we'll see if Suge's invitation ever makes it, but I will. <laughs> I'm coming, baby. I'm gonna be <laughs> just there. Come on down. You think? I mean, here's the thing: if I showed up. You wouldn't be able to let me out. No, you no, wouldn't no. be able to keep me out. And it's warm outside, not. so I can wait. You know, like that's the thing. So I can hang out out there. I'll tailgate. <laughs> and like, Jeff, at this at this point, Sujit, if I don't see you, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, I'm not coming. I'm yeah. not coming. <laughs> well, and Jeff, I was uh, toying with the notion of bringing down some recording equipment, um, but we're not going to now. So we'll just enjoy the game together next Perfect. week, and uh, uh, can't wait to see you. Uh, conjoined with your better half. Yeah, hey, hey now. Bill, or wow. Um, yeah, apologies. For the Bills, for the Bills, maybe all we need is a little bit, we need a little bit more Asian in the family, okay? So we need <laughs> a little true. bit, we need Teresa into the family, into the Bills family, officially, <laughs> legally, and maybe that is the last addition that this Bills franchise needs. So, hey, in all honesty, man, it's been a long time. Congratulations. Glad to see this all happening. We'll talk to you soon, All right. Buddy. Hey, th- thanks, guys, and uh, here's to the offseason. Go yeah, Bills. Go Bills. All right. Go Bills. These Bills were made for losing, and that's just what they'll do. That's why Sassy Cassie's going to walk all over you. That's right. She's out in Colorado getting oxygen sickness and hitting the slopes, but today Sassy Cassie is with us to tell us what we have in Bills Nation to be sassy about. Cassie, Merry Christmas. Welcome to Bills and Beers. Is, is it a Merry Christmas, though? Well, if, if you are of the mind that Rex Ryan had to lose his job, then yeah, it's a Merry Christmas because, uh, yeah. because he's, you brought, your he's, present, he's baby. definitely going to lose his job after today's game. He's definitely not. Well, that's what's happening. That's, that's the, the, the rub. That's Dan Carpenter. Well, yes. What, what are you getting sassy about today, Cass? something out there that I don't know if you guys have even talked about. And you know what? It's how the NFL is completely rigged Ooh. because there were multiple pass interference calls. Like okay. their quarterbacks aren't even turning to be able to see a ball. And they are like precluded, precluding our player from being able to make a catch. And you know what? That's because it's the NFL. I mean, how can these two teams have what four penalties against them all day? Five penalties? It is complete BS. The NFL wanted the Dolphins to win, and that is utter bullshit. Wow. You know what? I love That's it. what I'm getting sassy about. I'm getting sassy about that. No, I'm not getting sassy about the fact that Tyrod Taylor, when we need him to play in unbelievable games, comes out and plays that. No, 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 no. Wouldn't get sassy <laughs> about that. I'm getting sassy about the fact that the NFL refs have it in against the Buffalo Bills. 
Wow. 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 We came full circle. I can't you argue think that. that. We don't have a complete podcast, listeners. We have come full circle this season because all we did was complain about officials the beginning half of this year. And we came at the end, unexpected, with the wild card, if you will, came Sassy Cassie bringing the ref back because we had all kind of forgotten. We had gotten so yeah. used to it. We've gotten so used to it that we complained two, about other things. Two defensive pass interferences they totally missed in the end zone. And today. a face mask on Reggie mask. Bush. Yeah, there was a face mask on the, uh, the we, we've been bitching about the negative eight-yard run for Reggie Bush. The guy grabbed him by the face mask. Yep. Yep. Do you think that's well, Tom Brady? I mean, come on, no? the refs are probably like, who's stupid enough to call that play call? <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's right. I mean, it's that's their own fault. You deserve I mean, the refs it, yeah. are just like, oh, there's. They're, you deserve that for being stupid enough to call that play call. And and honestly, but, the face mask didn't really impact the play at all. It still would have been an eight-yard mm-hmm. eight loss without it. No, but those two pass interference penalties in the end zone were complete and total BS. And, of course, like if, if that was Gilmore or if that was Darby in the end zone, oh, that flag would have been thrown immediately. They did not even turn their heads to be able to see that ball coming in. And our players could not even get close to making a play on that ball. That is pass interference. That's just the easiest call ever. And so that that just got me got me going. The game would have completely flipped if that would have changed. Interesting. So if if they would have called that second defensive pass interference, we would have had another shot to tie the game. Yeah. Uh with like 6 minutes to go. So we still would have had to rely on our defense uh to get a stop today. And, I, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you here, Cassie, but yeah, it was it was BS. I straight up total total BS. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just unfortunate that we always, we're always the team that has to complain about officiating. Very much so. Cass, Cass, uh, what are you drinking out there in Colorado today? Anything? I am actually, yes, I am. It's called, uh, it's from Oscar Blues Brewing, which is out in. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you know that? Yeah, I know the Oscar Blues. Yeah, that's Um, that's where the left-hand brewery is. And they have the uh, they have that like it's almost like it looks like it was like written with crayon like the the writing on the can. Yep, yep, that's it. And it's called Priscilla. It's a white wheat beer, white wit beer, um, and it is it's exceptional. It's, and I, you know what I did? It's I a white supremacist beer. It's, 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 it's what the Trump white, drinkers drink. It's, a white, <laughs> it's, well, a, it's such a white beer swing. that we said white wit. We said white twice. Because <laughs> yeah. it's twice as nice. It's a white red ale. Girl, I love you. You know we fr- we were just messing with you, right, baby? But seriously, how did you bring yeah, yourself no, to for Trump? Okay, no, sh- leave that girl alone. This is all your fault. It's all your own business. All your fault. Mind your own business. She is not the reason that, that Reggie Bush got that. <laughs> no, ball, she voted. Okay? She voted in Cook County. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, focus, Cassie. I love you. First of all, I miss you. Second of all, third of all, Merry Christmas. Fourth of all, tell me about this beer. Oh no, it's exceptional. Um, it's a Colorado brewer. And uh, it's what I drank when the Cubs won the World Series. Uh, so, you tr- I so you tried. Drinking it today would have righted the ship. And when we went into extra time, and, and, and you know, I was like, "All right, this is just like the Cubs. It's like the the ninth inning, and it's you know the the rain delay. No bullshit. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry, so wrong. But the beer is delicious. So. Let's just take a moment to explain what happened today before I even got to the bar. Lars sent a picture. Of chips yeah. and salsa no, on the table. No, enough. The chips no. and salsa were there, baby. No. We lost in a it's way all they that were we serving never, today because it's that's Christmas all they Eve. Had. It's Christmas Eve. They all, uh, hey, you know what? And I actually was going to, if we won this game, like the beer that I was going to order was the Three Floyds You should have ordered proof. it. You should have ordered it halfway through the game if that's what you were afraid of. Can't do it. 
Can't do it. Please. It was going to be the jinx rules. He would have proven oh, that chips and salsa. These Here's the thing: is that we map. we discussed chips and salsa, and the chips and salsa heard about it and got pissed. And so the chips, <laughs> oh, you think it doesn't matter anymore? You think it's a, you think it's a, well? Guess what? Chips and salsa back, baby. Okay, chips and salsa crazy. The only problem is the new chips at Lincoln Station delicious. are delicious. Ooh, there are no pocket chips. No, no, there are no pocket, pocket, no chips, pocket chips, but they are really, really good. And so, uh, I, you know, so anyways, Cass, uh, Cass, stay with us on the line. We got a wild card segment coming up and we have missed you the last couple of weeks. And this is our last recording of the 2016 season. So we want to have you for wild card here. Woohoo. Cheers. Count me in. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. Say it with me, Cassie. It's the wild wild card. And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. Today, I was having the Beguile Christmas Ale. Very delicious beer brewed here in Chicago. We already touched on uh, uh, Cassie's White Supremacy Beer. (laughs) Suge, what were you drinking? I had the three three Floyds. Floyd Division number three, which... Okay, so first of all, there's so many different reasons why this is our, my beer. One, it's a uh, uh, it's a Three Floyds beer, which I love. It's great. It's an IPA. Two, it's about dividing, and now Bill's Nation will be divided as to so who divided. should be there. And then also, there's just a random number three, which is like EJ Manual. It's like it's just like it's like what what? And that's kind of just the way I feel about the Bills. It's just, just it's just it's just a mess. Interesting take. Yeah. Uh, use the hashtag BNBSM. We haven't really talked about it much today. Uh, we do have a social media listener of the week. We'll be announcing that via social media next week, so stay tuned and s- stay with us on social media. Cassie, I got you on the line here, so I'm going to uh, put you on the spot for being a little bit behind on getting the T-shirts out. But for everybody who has been the social media listener of the week, those T-shirts are en route, and we will be announcing the next one or the last one of the season here coming up shortly. And in all fairness, y'all motherfuckers like, live across the ocean, okay? So it that takes was a little kind time. of the point. <laughs> that was kind of the point. Just uh, so you know, most... Uh when you when you win the lottery or something, that's six to eight weeks on fulfillment. <laughs> so I am claiming that full six to eight weeks on fulfillment. Read the small letter print there. Fair enough. So you know it is the wild card portion, and I, I was thinking that it's Christmas Eve, and it is time for us to get into the Christmas spirit. And you know, none of us really want to get into the Christmas spirit because all of us, after a Bills loss, just want to be Scrooge. And if you recall, Scrooge was visited on Christmas Eve by three ghosts of Christmas. Well, of Christmas past, present, and future. And I'm not really interested. You know, anyone is welcome to pick a ghost of Christmas present or future. Uh, but what I really want to focus on is ghost of Christmas past, or really the bills the, the, the bills of Christmas past. You know, what would an ex-bill player do if they came to back and visited? Uh, who would they visit? What would they say? Uh, you know, what would Bruce Smith say? What would Thurman Thomas say? What would... Uh, Ryan Denny saying, <laughs> so that's that's what I'm going with. So give me your Bills player as ghost of Bills past, uh, and tell me what they would say. Cass, you want to so, go first? Uh, yeah, I will. I will definitely go first, and it's OJ Simpson. Wow, wow, going to Lashawn McCoy. Wow, and he is saying, "Get me out of jail." I feel bad for you. Get me like like you are you are a hundred times better than I ever was. I'm in jail. 
you're in the equal amount of jail in playing for this Bill team that you are currently on because you are well above, above and beyond the player that, any, that, that this team deserves. So O.J. Simpson is going to LaShawn McCoy and just apologizing profusely. Wow, I love it. Take. I love it. So I am actually going to say that the people that are going to come back is it's actually just going to be one person and another person going to join him halfway mid-conversation. And it's going to be Scott Norwood mm. coming in talking to Dan Carpenter being like, really, motherfucker? I missed a 47-yard field goal. It was like the only 47-yard field goal I missed. And, and now, and I, now I sell loved, insurance. And I still loved. And your ass can't reliably reliably misses extra points yeah and then miss two game-winning field goals that were less than 47 yards by the way and you still have a job like what what is wrong with you and then scott uh steve christie is going to show up and be like listen i may not have been as, as as clutch as norwood was most of the time but i had the boot of a leg so you know you can't even kick a kickoff you can't kick a kickoff, and you're not a reliable place kicker. So what the hell are you doing on my uh, yeah, my Bills team? For? Yeah. So that's that's, and you know, and they're not gonna they're not gonna wait for goes to Christmas present or the Bills of present uh, Christmas future. They're just gonna kill him in his sleep right there. That's it. They're dead. And I'm gonna take Eric Molds. Oh no. He's going to come back. He's going to have another little one-on-one with Sammy Watkins and say, like, fuck out, man. You're going to be remembered remembered fondly, just like me. But unless they get a quarterback, you won't be shit. Oh, don't do that to Sammy. It's true. It's It's totally true. Although he was a stud today. He was a total stud today. Uh, Total stud. Great game. He was a great. Uh, find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Just search Bills and Beers and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your loved ones. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found this podcast. Shutting down the bar at Lincoln we are Station. literally shutting down the bar. They're they turning off the, everything. The, the lights around us. We are closing down now for the 2016 season. It's been real Bills fans. This has been a really, really fun season for us. Hope it has been for you too. We'll be back to do a off season, a little bit of an off season autopsy. I imagine by then we'll have a new coach, possibly a new GM, possibly a new, quarterback. Owner. We're gonna That's have a, we're gonna have a lot of new stuff to talk about then. Uh, but until then, on behalf of uh, Buffalo Bill Belcher, who we did not hear from today, Jam uh, <laughs> and Jeff in Day theory. and Austin Tejas, uh, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton, the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, I am Lars. Merry Christmas to everybody. And everywhere. to all a Bills night. And to everybody a Bills night. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Shout.